0: <laughs> back. fan's off the window fan is off the gloves are off my the pants heat is on the heat yeah good I was just about to say something about my 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 trousers so it's oh. good that you interrupted okay um no I think I think we came out ahead
1: we are recording today in front of a small studio audience um
0: oh yeah check out that dog
1: there's another one right there two dogs two dogs so a small studio audience for this one never recorded in front of an audience before so if we've got a couple of jitters please excuse us Um, yeah
0: might be some uh, some cock ups in this one Um, maybe we do actually need to start this episode with the noobs I fucked it we do yeah, which, oh, so actually, which solves yeah, our... Cause right. we, we didn't have an intro, so that oh, solves yeah, our intro yeah, yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were like, oh fuck, we don't have an intro, let's just improv it. But now I just remembered that we uh, were delightfully informed that Brad's wife is a Cracker Barrel specific meme that we were unfamiliar yeah.
1: with. Yeah, and we gave that guy a lot of shit for not giving Brad's wife a name. And now we know that that person was not the perpetrator of Brad's wife not having a name.
0: No, so, so to whoever wrote that review, probably Doug... I don't
1: Joe, Doug, something like that. I don't remember exactly.
0: I think it was Doug.
1: I think it was Jeff.
0: I think it was Doug Funny. Um, it was Doug Funny. Yeah, Doug Funny, because that's that's Doug Funny's like uh, Doug Funny in adulthood is gonna do stuff like that, right? Like that's Doug Funny's adult. If do you we think if he's we did a Rugrats all grown up, now? but do you, yeah, now? I think so. Yeah,
1: he's not a rug rat. I know. Oh, okay.
0: I didn't get to. We we oh, sorry. we collided. We did like comets we in did. the wind. I. Uh, if we did like a Rugrats all grown up, but for Doug, I just think, I think, A, yes, Doug dresses completely the same. Mm-hmm. Not even a different size. I think Doug wears the same.
1: <laughs> Doug Doug really has it. His legs has got, gotten a little longer, but nothing else is really changed. I
0: think it's the same clothes. Ah. Stitch for stitch, same clothes. Um, but also, yes, I think uh, Doug Funny in adulthood does data entry, and just loves to make reviews.
1: You know what? I get yeah. that. I get yeah. that. Patty Mayonnaise moved the fuck out of town.
0: Patty Mayonnaise is in New York.
1: And Patty Mayonnaise lives in New York and is a professional.
0: A professional and uh, well celebrated, lauded, probably. Tony Award-winning.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. For her hit Broadway production my best friend's
0: blue. <laughs> my best friend's blue?
1: Or green? What color was Skeeter?
0: Uh oh yeah. I forgot <laughs> about Skeeter. No, I was thinking Roger was green. I think it'd be for like Spider-Dog Turn Off The Dork. <laughs> is that that's a prerequisite that's a requisite amount of intro if we want to just get started.
1: You're listening to everyone's a critic, the internet's first curated volume of other people's opinions. I'm Jess.
0: And we um this is technically our second year anniversary.
1: Is it? But we
0: did like a big hundred thing, so I didn't didn't feel like belaboring the point. Oh, yeah. But this is technically our second year anniversary, and we're definitely not celebrating celebrating it or belaboring the point, because that intro, not celebratory. No. An apology to the universe for Brad's wife. It does make me happy that there's a Cracker Barrel-centric meme, period. Because I was unaware of that.
1: I was also unaware of that, but I am equally grateful.
0: Yeah, if any restaurant deserves a meme...
1: Um and on this show we search the internet for the best cracker barrel memes and we gather those memes from your favorite crowdsourced review platforms and we bring them here to surprise you and surprise each other and inject a little levity mostly with cracker barrel
0: memes. Mostly it, we're a cracker barrel podcast we are, and um
1: yeah. we're going to be deviating from that just a little bit. Uh, we're going to do a
0: special one today. today. We're yeah. going to do
1: a special one today where we read reviews off the internet instead um, I'm going first. So my love, my co-host, do you want to tell us what you're doing today?
0: Um, we're doing. We're bringing back a, rec- a recurring segment, kind of. It's a recurring segment, the name of which I don't want to use anymore.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, you said it was an old one.
0: Yeah. So we are bringing back uh, the PB segment. The, the segment formerly known as Power to the PB.
1: Oh. And, and there's
0: nothing wrong with that title i just don't even feel good like even being in the same zip code as a mock of protest yeah i don't i don't like even being on the same planet really
1: yeah no you know, i get that i get that
0: been to him done it the feds have finally left uh and that's cool
1: thank goodness um um so do you have a new name
0: god no just I- the peebs please
1: I-, I like just the peebs i think you do
0: yeah. Just the peebs, please. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. On the spot. On the, the spot. On the came spot. Up just
1: the peebs, please. Okay. Well, we will be getting the peebs and yeah. nothing. The whole peebs and nothing but the peebs later. So help me peeb. So help me peeb. Um, but first, do you know where we're going to go?
0: No, I don't. You've kept me in suspense.
1: We're going to go to the belligerent bibliphobes
0: book, book nook. nook. That's exciting. That's a, that's a good thing for our second year anniversary. That's very yeah.
1: Good. I love the book nook, and I thought it's been a minute since we went to the book nook. Um, I'm staying true to my roots. We're going to talk about children's literature. Okay, good. Um, because children's literature has the funniest reviews. So it does. Here we go. Traditionally, as we're, we've as
0: we've as we've seen many times,
1: we're going to do two just one off classic kids books from the late 80s, early 90s to mid 90s when I myself was attending grade school.
0: Oh, okay. So nice. these
1: are books. I I'm only, hey, what do we got? I'm going to make it very self-centric because I don't, even though they're very famous and have won many awards, I don't expect you to know them. Okay. The first one. We're I going, appreciate
0: that. And, and I think our listeners appreciate the personal angle too. I think that's good. Yeah. So let's let's get it. What's the first one?
1: Um, the first one is the Kissing Hand by Audrey Penn.
0: Wildly unfamiliar. Never even heard of it.
1: Um, so the Kissing Hand is you've probably seen it. The ba- The is this uh, like
0: where you pretend you like practice kissing with a like yep, a hand mouth
1: with a hand mouth. You practice. Yeah. That's it. It's a book for children about how someday you're gonna practice kissing with your hand mouth.
0: Okay. I mean, it could be.
1: Um, no, the Kissing Hand is about separation anxiety. Oh. Um.
0: From the hand mouth?
1: From your parents when you oh. start school. Oh, It's about Chester the raccoon, who is very, very nervous about starting kindergarten.
0: Should not kiss a raccoon.
1: And so he talks to his mom, the mom of raccoon,
0: uh-huh.
1: and she gives him a kiss on the hand and says that whenever you are it's afraid, a good way to get you can put your hand to your cheek and you can remember that I love you and you'll take me with you in your heart wherever you go. So it's, like, a sweet, like...
0: Yeah. Rabies spreads through saliva, though, I'm just saying.
1: Okay. So basically that's, that's, the, that's the story. It's just, it's about coping with separation anxiety from your parents as you go to the next big new scary thing that's school, which is a big okay. thing for kids. It's really tough. I've read this book many, many, many times. I've read this book with children many, mm. many, many times. Okay. I think it's a good book.
0: It presumably deals with hydrophobia at some point as well. What? The, the, crushing, the crushing weight of hydrophobia and how to cope with it.
1: Because, it, it, because they're raccoons?
0: Because it, it's a symptom of, of,
1: of <laughs> oh.
0: being rabid, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. That's so interesting. <laughs> um, this book was written by Audrey Penn. Okay. I have a one-star review from the Amazon customers. Okay. If the author has no faith in the quality of their own book, why should we?
0: Oh, okay. So where is this coming from?
1: It is sad but true that when an author lists their book under an entirely wrong browsing category, it means they have no faith in its ability to hold its own in an appropriate category. So why list this children's book under several categories of antiques and collectibles? Because you'll get a better ranking on Amazon if you listed it under the correct children's book categories. It's a cynical exercise. Oh, you'd get a better ranking on Amazon than then, if you yeah. if you listed it under the correct children's book categories. It's a cynical exercise and just plain wrong. Most importantly, it tells potential readers that this author has no faith in their own book. So why don't we place it head to head with other children's book in the correct categories? If this wasn't done by accident by the author and it's not something... And it's not something to ignore. If an author has to resort to unethical practices in an attempt to get a good Amazon ranking for their book, then why on earth should we have the faith to buy it?
0: Of all the bugs to get up your ass, that's a weird one. I mean, Um, so no need to point out the obvious that like, I don't think, I don't, Audrey? Audrey. I don't think Audrey's personally curating the, the categorizing of this book anymore.
1: Um, Audrey, Audrey is, Audrey is not. Uh, Curating—that's not like how it.
0: I don't think. Th- I don't think authors do that unless they're self-published.
1: Yeah, they. Yeah, unless they're self-published and they're the ones physically putting it on Amazon to like. Yeah. But this book was written decades ago. Is a New York Times bestseller and won several achievement awards from early yeah. like childhood education groups. So I think Audrey's fine. Yeah. But uh, what a bug to get up your ass.
0: Yeah, I i take it up with Harper Penguin, I guess.
1: I guess. Or who's, Simon who's, and who's, Schuster, who's, I think.
0: Is that is that who's publishing this bop? Yeah, okay.
1: This bop. Okay. But anyway, I, I what? Like to come all the way here and be like antiques and collectibles. <laughs> insidious. It's a collectible though, right? I mean, kind of. If you get like one from two decades ago, yeah. Yeah. Totally a collectible. Um <laughs> but here we are. I just wanted to to start with that because people are strange. Here's another one-star review from Carrie. Made my four-year-old daughter very upset. I do not recommend this book for toddlers. The pictures are dark and dreary. The little raccoon is sad and scared to leave his mother and go off to school, and it takes place at night. So the raccoon has to leave his mother and walk into the woods at night without her. My daughter was very upset at the end.
0: Well, raccoons can see in the dark, right?
1: Raccoons so, are nocturnal. So,
0: so it's more disturbing if this is daytime, because then the, ra- the raccoon is not only having separation anxiety, but is venturing into the bright, bright forest where the corneas will get burned and zed. <laughs> yeah,
1: where well, they really cannot see very well. And that's what I just thought was so funny, because there was like, this was the funniest one, but there was like five other one-star reviews that were like, it's so dark. <laughs> yeah. And one The was... gamma
0: on this book is fucking terrible. <laughs>
1: And One of them was like, children just can't explain why it's so, can't understand why it's so dark. Tell your kids that, rec- like, your kids know that bats live in the dark. Kids know bats live at nighttime. They do? They, yeah. Oh. I mean, mo- a lot of the kids I know If you say, oh, bats. Like
0: all are- of them? Or- I thought there were definitely some that.
1: I'm sure there's some children that don't know that, but I'm just saying like that's. Oh, no, medic- I,
0: meant, I meant bats.
1: Oh. Yeah, I think all bats are nocturnal.
0: All of them? Maybe. There's definitely some. I, like how there's some birds that can't fly. I think there's some like, like penguins. <laughs> I, don't, I,
1: I don't understand the energy you're bringing to this episode. I don't understand this casual, I'm going to not understand anything you're talking to me about.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't understand what you're talking about right now, but point being, okay. I think there's some bats that are daytime.
1: Okay. Some bats are daytime. My point was, that young children can understand that bats are awake at nighttime and asleep at the daytime. Right. So I'm gonna break this down really slowly. Okay. Raccoons also are awake at the day at the nighttime and asleep in the daytime. Uh-huh. That's it. That's the whole sentence. You need to tell your small child. Nah. Why is it dark? Raccoons sleep at daytime and they fucking go to school at night. Okay. I'm frustrated. <laughs> I we're at the review. One of the reviews I'm really excited about reading. Oh, do it. And now okay. Now I'm so frustrated with you that I don't even know.
0: Take a moment if you need to. I, I'm not trying to be frustrating, but take a moment, I guess. I, I'm here for it. I'm ready.
1: It's a one star review from Yennefer.
0: Yennefer. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Nice, but inappropriate. It is a very nice and cute story, but I think it's pointless for the illustrations to include horn hands in a children's book, especially if it is about love. Take care of your child and be careful what is introduced to your child at school. God bless you.
0: Okay, horn hands.
1: Horn hands. What's, what's this I about? had to Google it. Uh-huh. What this person is refer- referring to is when you put your two middle fingers and your thumb in the middle of your hand and you make a little rock and roll devil horns Ro- rock Rock on, yeah. Uh-huh. I have an unfortunate thing to tell you. Uh-huh. This sign is not in the book. Okay. This devil horns rock and roll sign oh, so, is yeah, okay. not in the book. Okay. However, uh-huh. the American Sign Language sign for "I love you"
0: uh, is, is in indeed
1: the book. in the book. Okay. And it is a similar sign, but with the thumb extended. Right. So.
0: So if you've never if you've never been to a rock concert or the rockiest rock concert you've ever been <laughs> to was, I,
1: <laughs> I name was a
0: Christian a- band of your choice.
1: Yeah, it was jars of clay. It was jars um, of clay. Yeah, yeah.
0: You might be com- you might confuse it. You
1: might be confused, but no, this is actually a word from a legitimate language that people speak. Yeah. So that's fun and
0: interesting. <laughs> One
1: star. I'm
0: glad. I'm glad that that got your goat. It did. I'm I was like, d- I'm glad that you hands. dug into it.
1: Well, because I was like, I have read this book a lot of times. Where I are ass- the horn hands? I also Where's just assumed.
0: I just assumed there was like a spooky monster that had horn hands.
1: No. Nope, there okay. is the ASL okay. one-handed sign for I love you, mom. Sweet, rac- special raccoon mom whose story is about loving your sweet little special raccoon son. Fucking rock the fuck on.
0: Uh, <laughs> Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, okay, Aaron has a one-star review. I loved the book and my kids enjoyed it very much. But I was very annoyed. I paid $6 and there was a garage sale sticker in the book when I received that said 10 cents. Seriously?
0: Oh, my fucking God. Oh, what a what a profit.
1: <laughs> wow. wow. Wow.
0: That margin. So somebody, I mean, but so, yeah, somebody picked it up at a garage sale for 10 cents and then resold it. And
1: then resold it.
0: That's a, that's a business.
1: For $6 plus shipping and handling. Wow. So. And
0: that's where they get you.
1: Money, money, money. Yeah. Money. Awesome. This is my last one.
0: Ten cents, though. I know. Oh, so that that book is like not not hard to, it's, uh, yeah, not hard to come by.
1: Oh, no, they're everywhere. Go into. Yeah. Going
0: Can't give them away.
1: Almost.
0: You go to a garage sale and they say, please take this raccoon book off my hands.
1: Well, I would. It like is cursed. You, if you go to most like Our first grade kindergarten classrooms, you're gonna find the kissing yeah. hand. I have the kissing hand in my classroom. I I have seen the kissing hand in every kindergarten classroom in my school. Like okay. this is a this is a very popular book.
0: Would you pay 10 cents for it?
1: Yeah, I'd pay 10 cents for it.
0: You already have it. Oh, true. You'd pay a dime for another one?
1: Sometimes. Okay. I cool. just like to have books. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is my last review. It's from Patty. My two-year-old loves this book. I just wish they called the raccoon's mom mom and not Mrs. They do. They call her Mrs. Raccoon the whole time, which is a little outdated. Yeah. I usually call the raccoon mom when I read the book. That part is very strange to me. And when I read it to her, I say mom. I do the same thing. I totally get it. Okay. Another odd thing to me is that the raccoon goes to school in the dark, which is very confusing. So here's
0: the however. Okay.
1: And impossible to explain. Uh Uh-huh. It also upset her that the raccoon was crying in the beginning. I don't think that this is a good book to get a toddler excited about going to school. Also, the stickers don't stick very well.
0: Okay. So like magnets. So impossible to explain.
1: Impossible to explain. I should have I should have I should have uh, kept my my thoughts on bats for this review. I forgot uh, that I kept it. In. Impossible to explain.
0: Impossible. Yeah, we ready to switch?
1: i'm i'm ready
0: you're ready are you you ready to switch are you you're frustrated i'm frustrated and i'm I'm
1: all tied all
0: right Uh, yeah and for what it's worth i am sorry i don't Um,
1: think it's necessary to lie to me on top of everything else i'm
0: not (laughs) Um, i'm not so we got we got pb we
1: got we got p we got the peebs the whole peebs i'm gonna be honest oh fuck me
0: I'm going to be Sorry, honest.
1: I, I just did a peek. You peeked peek. at my phone? I did a peek. Um,
0: I'm going to be honest. I just, so uh, we had like, it wasn't even a listener suggestion. We got, sent some stuff on Twitter that looked like it might be fun and funny. Um, and the the tweet we were sent was very funny. And then as I dug into it, there was a sort of like racial component that wasn't super cool. Yeah. Um. So I had to bail on that. Kind of last minute. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? I thought this was going to be great. Uh, so I was like, what's going on in the world of peanut butter? Like, where are we at? (laughs) Like, we haven't done peanut butter in a while, you know? In a
1: while. We've been, we've been managing to avoid it.
0: And I haven't been on the, well, I think you were on the Food Network recently, but I have not been there recently. You know, it's like, uh, sometimes I just, I just need to get in there. I hate it. And I always regret it but, but
1: you, you just need to get in there but
0: but absence makes the heart grow fonder so uh,
1: can i tell you that after our last episode was released my little brother texted me that my superpower was being able to feel peanut butter in my mouth just by thinking about it oh yeah <laughs> cuz that came is up is that true well cuz it came i don't remember how exactly it came up but it came up in some way in the chilies and cracker Barrel's reviews and I can, if I think about peanut butter too much, I, I like get the sensation of having peanut butter in my mouth. Okay. And it makes me really crazy.
0: Are you going to be okay for this? No. Okay.
1: And so that's, I just wanted to share with you that I am indeed not going to be okay. Is
0: there anything I can do to help and support you during this next segment?
1: You just power through.
0: Go fast. Okay. Uh, so we're getting started with, we're, we're looking at the Food Network. We're, g- we're going to do PB in the Food Network. Just the peeps, please.
1: Just the peeps.
0: On the Food Network.
1: Who's done the dirty? Because
0: I don't think we've done that. Tell yet. me
1: what the dirty is.
0: I'm going to. We're getting started with what was a internet sensation, I think, a couple years ago. Yikes. This is a Food Network food hack. Double yikes. That they put on social media and also has a recipe on their website for peanut butter slices. This like... Is- this okay. is this is by Bev Uh Widener. This Bev Wagner did the Widener. Did,
1: Widener did the no. d- the dirty.
0: Okay. Yes. Uh, it takes a total time of three hours and five minutes. You're wondering why? Let's find out. What this is is a food hack to make making your kids PB sandwiches, PB and J Sammy's, a little bit easier.
1: Do you freeze the peanut butter and slice it?
0: I mean, yes, and so here we go. <laughs> Because yes, tear, <laughs> yeah. off, tear off a large piece of parchment paper, spread the peanut butter across one half of the paper, fold over the other half of the paper with a rolling pin, gently roll the peanut butter to about one quarter of an inch thickness. Now, prior to I, this review, is this recipe has been edited because when it first came out, it said an inch. You're supposed to get an inch thickness and some oh. people are going to call that out.
1: That's very thick.
0: It's very thick. It was probably a typo because Food Network. Freeze until solid at least three hours. Using kitchen shears, cut parchment paper into squares. Remove the parchment paper and place the peanut butter squares on top of the slices of bread. As the peanut butter softens, you can add honey, sprinkles, or whatever you like as a sandwich topper. So it's just peanut butter. So it's, a little,
1: it's a little craft singles peanut butter you, you, that you, you make turn, in your freezer. You
0: turn PB into craft singles. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now here's here's the question. Here's the and this is why it was an internet sensation. Is that actually a hack? Is that actually faster and more efficient than just spreading PB? I
1: have never had a problem spreading peanut butter.
0: Never had a problem. No. Okay. Interesting. I
1: mean, I've had personal problems, but never like never a physical problem with the spreading of the peanut butter.
0: You've never had an institutional issue with the idea of spreading PB.
1: No. But sometimes if I make someone else a peanut butter something, I accidentally leave a little bit on my finger and then I'm like, "Ooh, what's that?" and I put it in my mouth. <laughs> and then I have peanut butter in my mouth.
0: So the um the the oh, so what? the social media post with the video is mostly where this got a lot of comments. The recipe doesn't have a lot of comments, but it has enough. <laughs> Uh, We have a five-star review from Anonymous. This is on the Food Network website. Cutting through an inch-thick sheet of solid peanut butter with kitchen shears was pretty difficult. And the kids said it was too much peanut butter to bread. But who cares? I'm saving .02 seconds by peeling slices of peanut butter instead of just spreading it. Never mind the 20 minutes of prep.
1: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I can envision a universe where this is... I can envision a universe if you make them a little bit thinner and you did this like over a weekend, you got two kids and you make 10 of them and then like every morning got you your just week's get worth of, yeah. one like single slice of peanut butter. I I can see that if you just stack it in your freezer like, oh, one slice of peanut butter. Okay. Um I guess maybe that would save time.
0: Would it save time versus getting a butter knife and just whoop?
1: You know sure. what? Honestly, probably if you had to depends on the number of peanut butter sandwiches you have to make in the morning.
0: Okay, so this is a good food hack if you are running like a PB Sammy kitchen.
1: Yes. Where you, you serve
0: countless PB sammies throughout the day.
1: If you if you are like my mother when we were younger and has four children mm. um and they only want to eat bologna. Okay. Then and you have to make four bologna sandwiches first thing in the morning, then I guess maybe this would save some time. Some time. Sometime, potentially.
0: Five stars from Anonymous. Mostly
1: because you can't get distracted while you're butterknifing your third slice and then you only have two completed sandwiches because someone like tried to kill someone else while you were like halfway through your last,
0: you Uh know? Because
1: then it's just swap, swap, swap. Oh, nope, don't murder your brother, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, sure. You're back on.
0: All right, well- Five stars from Anonymous. Let's see if we can convince some more people that this is maybe, maybe in any way a good thing.
1: I just, if you run a zoo or you have four children. This is a
0: real lifesaver. Who has time to get a butter knife and spread peanut butter in the morning? <laughs> Better to roll it out the night before and using kitchen shears, parentheses, but not a butter knife. Burn in hell, butter knife. Cut a slab of frozen peanut butter instead.
1: Okay. There's no way in hell it <laughs> saves you time if you don't also cut it, like, whenever you're making it, you know? There's no way that that it can be time-saving to pull your whole sheet out and then go get your kitchen shears and then cut it and then eat your sandwich. That can't be faster, right?
0: Can't be faster. Five stars from Jennifer. OMG, this hack has saved my sanity. I always hated making PB&J because of how difficult it was to get the peanut butter on the bread correctly. I always had too much or not enough or it'd be thinner on one side and thicker on the other. And don't even get me started on how much ripped bread I had to throw away. Now I spend less time agonizing over lunch for a toddler who literally couldn't care less. And more time bragging about what an awesome mom I am after spending more time on the same sandwich for a toddler who still literally couldn't care less. We are so much happier now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why did it matter if there was more on one side than the other?
0: It's sarcastic.
1: Oh, oh! The whole thing is sarcastic. Okay.
0: (laughs) You are you are horny to defend this food hack. Ready to go? I am not. You are coming out for this food hack. You're trying. You're going for it.
1: your kid doesn't care. Why bother with the hack? What's gonna be my that's point? That's the point, yeah. But now I understand that that's the point. I'm just, it's been warm. I'm I'm processing things.
0: You're horny to defend this food hack. It's fine. You want it to you wanna believe that there is an easy PB hack out there for you and all of your needs. You just wanna believe, just like you wanna believe in UFOs.
1: I don't have to want to believe in UFOs, I can just do it. You already do it. I already do it. <laughs>
0: One star from Anonymous. My, my seven-year-old daughter is willing to teach this, quote, chef, how to spread any brand of peanut butter on any style of bread without tearing the bread.
1: I am with that fucking seven-year-old. Go. 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 Go.
0: We have an unstarred review from Anonymous, whose profile picture has them wearing a tinfoil hat. I tried this with mayo and ketchup for easier burger prep. And the results? Well, it didn't end well. My burgers were covered in some horrendous slimy goop. Everything had separated, and I wish that I had just done things the old-fashioned way. Can you come up with a hack for freezing mayo properly? No. No. <laughs> okay.
1: Nope. Can't nope. do it. All right. So Can't, I, nope. Mm-mm.
0: Five stars. Nope. From Anonymous. This one's on your side, okay? Oh, good. This one's on your side oh, no, of history. Oh, no, no,
1: no. I'm not. Oh, that's not
0: This one's happened, on your side. No. Did it ever occur to any of you who are being so incredibly nasty and self-righteous that this is a fantastic idea for encouraging independence in a child? I know my daughter wants to be able to make food for herself sometimes. But I'm not comfortable with her using a knife. Yes, even a butter knife. And it can be very messy, which is frustrating to a little one. This recipe allows a child to feel successful and gain confidence. Yes, it takes some time on the part of the mother. But if you are so arrogant and full of yourself that you can't be bothered to devote extra time to nurturing your children, then perhaps you shouldn't have children.
1: So when are you going to teach your kid knife safety? (laughs) When are you going to teach your kid to clean up after themselves?
0: Huh? Imagine imagine for a moment. Uh, your your school-aged child, a school-aged child has a butter knife. And in this scene, someone reaches over and says, "Oh no, 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 honey. That's sharp."
1: What? Well, uh, like, they make <laughs> butter knives in plastic. Like I
0: Well, okay. Point, we're trying to protect the oceans. So let's not promote oh, plastic try, try, knives.
1: Try, 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 try. But uh, I Like you at some point Yes, you know what? Okay, there's one fair point. This does promote independence, especially like if you have a child that doesn't have the fine motor ability at this present time to spread peanut butter on a sandwich with a butter knife, because I mean that's a whole grip. That's a lot. You got to lever the pin That's there are a lot of steps, like a lot of five. Okay, motor but this, steps. they don't
0: specifically mention that.
1: They don't. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but I'm saying if it is a good idea to promote, I. I have used making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches as a way to promote independence. Sure, yeah. However, I I don't I Does my, it promote
0: independence my... to complicate it to the point where you have to have someone come in and use parchment paper and a rolling pin and a sharp knife or a sharp scissors to like cut it into specific squares so that you can use it later?
1: What I was about to say was I I have never taught a child that had the fine motor ability to use a butter knife. To get frozen peanut butter from the fridge. Yeah. That seems a little wild. Okay. It seems a little wild.
0: This is uh this is off script for us, but I have a couple of the YouTube comments where it got oh. more attention. If you want to hear some of those.
1: I, I I do. I do.
0: Divine Chi. She forgot the jar opening hack where you use a flamethrower to melt the jar and then contract an experienced chemist to sort things out for you. <laughs> Catherine, quick question. How much wine should I drink in the morning to make peanut butter sandwiches impossible to make by, let's say, 1 (laughs) p.m.? Ragu leader, tired of having to go through all the labor and time of making peanut butter slices in the freezer? Have I got a life hack for you. Leave your jar of peanut butter in the pantry overnight. The peanut butter gets super soft at room temperature and won't go bad. Then, when you want to make a sandwich, just take a knife, scoop out a dollop of peanut butter, and spread it on the bread. Hashtag life hack. (laughs) And the last one, and the most valid one, Amy, quote, it saves making a mess, proceeds to give toddlers open-faced peanut butter and drizzled honey sandwiches to eat.
1: (laughs) That's going to end well. (laughs) (laughs) if your life is a fucking mess send us a mail on the pony distress
0: my life is a mess
1: (laughs) Uh, Uh, um, um hey i got a bunch of stuff Oh yeah! Yeah, I got a, I got a bunch of stuff. I got a bunch of stuff. Um, I want to tell listener William, congrats on the new job. I hope that it goes well, and I'm glad that you don't have to work in the freezer anymore. Yeah,
0: big congrats. Um,
1: I want to say a huge congratulations to Space Bras on Twitter. Uh, uh, we know it's not official yet, but congratulations on getting your degree. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. And now into now now to the business.
0: To the business end.
1: The business. The business. Okay. So, Listener John <laughs> on, <laughs> on Facebook sent us this and knows it's not quite up our alley, but it is review adjacent. Okay. Um, I love that. And we, We'll we'll tweet this picture, but um, it's a, t- a tweet from somebody who says, two Garys locked in an internal struggle pursuing each other across the globe forever. And attached is a picture of a hat that's sold on Amazon. And the colors are dark Gary and light Gary. Oh, I
0: love a Gary.
1: Fuck me. <laughs> so we'll, we'll take this picture back out so you can see it. But thank you, John, because that made me chuckle.
0: What do you think it's supposed to be? Green. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um yeah. Okay.
1: Listener Cat uh-huh. sent us an email, uh-huh. including review
0: uh-huh.
1: for mayo chup.
0: May- mayo chup. Mayo Chup?
1: Mayo Chup. Heinz Saucy Sauce.
0: Mayo oh. Chup. Oh, mayo! Ch- that's the best name they could come up with.
1: Saucy sauce, mayo chop.
0: I guess. I guess. What's the What's the term for when you uh, port manteau I guess th- those are hard to port.
1: They are into the manteau, Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ketcheo. Ketcheo. Ketchio.
1: That sounds like why uh, not Ketchio? Because it's a Pokemon. Um, not yet. <laughs> this is a five star five four star review. I received a sample of Heinz mayo chop saucy sauce. From Pinch Me. It was pretty close to what I was hoping it would be. It really absorbed into the burger bun, though, so it kind of disappeared. Consistency issue, perhaps? I would use it again, but with other condiments still.
0: Oof. When your condiment gets absorbed by your bun, that's not a good start or sign. Oh, boy. And then
1: I'm going to read this one, too. Three stars. Nice to have one sauce, but it was just okay. Didn't wow me, unfortunately. I prefer to mix my own sauces like that.
0: Really, you would go through all that work?
1: Mayo chaps a life hack, right?
0: I I mean, I prefer to I prefer to spread it on parchment paper and then roll it thinner and then put it in the freezer and cut it into little slices and then I let those melt onto the like I put them on just like cheese. I put them on the burger on the grill and then the burger absorbs it and then the bun doesn't get to it and the bun is sad.
1: <laughs> Your eyes got so much more intense when you said <laughs> sad.
0: I okay. needed you to understand.
1: Alicia left us a review on iTunes. Uh, hey, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Alicia. If you're somebody who's comfortable leaving us a review, A, they make me smile. B, it's helpful for our podcast. C, I will live in your gratitude. So yeah. if you can just hop on to your podcatcher of choice or Apple i. Apple podcast and you want to leave us a review, that would be really awesome.
0: Really awesome.
1: Uh, one more thing, one more thing, one oh more thing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Last thing, last thing. Listener Joe. Uh-huh. Listener Joe emailed us and let me know that black panthers are uh, melanin varieties of, of panthera. So jaguars oh, yeah, are that. actually black of Like yeah, yeah. black jaguars are panthers, which I didn't know.
0: The we all learned, you yeah, know, we all learned something. All right. That's it. That's not what we came here for. Um, <laughs> so I, I have one review to share. I first want to thank listeners Neon Umbra and Brain Worms for once again, I think, uh, promoting our show to your followers. Uh, always super helpful and appreciated. Thank you so much for that. That is the only way we're going to get into more ears until our financial situation changes, which, uh, according to the state of Oregon, as of today, might be a while. Um on the old hiring front we got i also want to thank trust the grind podcast for reaching out hey welcome to the welcome to the wagon i gotta check out your show uh plan to do it we'll do it i also have a review to share from uh big big fan of the show at spooky gemology one of my faves Oh. continuing to be one of my faves uh we got a we got a review for a recipe by bon appetit solo oh nice yeah it's for a pb and j frozen pie
1: I bet it's good when Sola makes
0: it. I bet it's good when Sola, yeah, exactly. Uh, this is for a j frozen pie. Four stars on the Bun Up Tea website by James. James Forky Fingers. I can read that whole name. Ooh. Not a real name. My last name I have is Forky to assume. Fingers,
1: actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> James Salad Tongs. Four stars. Thought the review, thought the recipe called for chicken thighs. After I ate it, I wanted the chicken die. <laughs> but yeah no seriously this should probably be a vegetarian dish
1: is it wait it's a
0: it's a PB and j pie frozen frozen PB and j pie this it's easy to follow
1: it's not a vegetarian dish
0: I don't know I guess not
1: huh chicken thighs
0: the more you know you all learned something today the and that more was not expected you know. Uh nobody came here for that. So
1: but No 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 they did not. Nobody
0: came here for that. I think that's it. Let's get back into it.
1: Cool. Then do you want to hear about the next children's book that I'm sure it will baffle me you've never heard of? Yes. Have you ever read Chicka Chicka Boom Boom?
0: Th- isn't that like a that's like a meat alternative thing, isn't it? No. <laughs> no, I've never seen that before.
1: Oh my gosh. This book has won many many awards.
0: What kind of awards?
1: It has not worn a newberry.
0: It has not but but has it won a newberry?
1: It hasn't won a newberry, but okay. it's run it's won the ALA's Notable Children's Book Award, the Boston Globe Horn Book Award, the IRA CBC Children's Choice Award, the Kentucky Bluegrass Award, and the Parents' <laughs> Choice Award. So
0: <laughs> the Kentucky Bluegrass <laughs> Award ceremony highly attended.
1: <laughs> highly attended. <laughs> um so, I just like, because you are so gravely unfamiliar with children's books, I just want you to know that this is, a, this is a lauded book, and it's by Bill Martin Jr., who has written a lot of children's books.
0: But never could live up to senior.
1: But never could live up to Bill Martin Sr. No. Okay. Um, so, Chicka Chicka Boom Boom is a phonics book. Uh-huh. And the whole the whole premise of the book is that all the lowercase letters of the alphabet run off and climb a coconut tree. The tree gets too heavy with all of the letters on top, so all the letters fall to the ground. Okay. And then the uppercase letters, their parents come and get them and take them back home. And then at the very end of the book, the little, I think it's the P, like, sneaks back out and is like, Catch me, I'm going to go to the top of the coconut tree. Ah. Uh. And the whole thing is like it begins, A told B and B told C, I'll meet you at the top of the coconut tree.
0: Wow, that's catchy. Yeah,
1: it's great. So
0: does this d- does this book take place in the extended Chitty Chitty Bang Bang universe or?
1: No, actually Chitty Chitty Bang Bang takes place in the extended Chicka Chicka Boom Boom universe. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so
0: that's the spinoff. Okay. So
1: that's that. Actually, Chitty Chitty came second. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. You ready? Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. BC Girl has a one-star review. Get a different book for learning the alphabet.
0: BC Girl's been around a long time.
1: The alphabet is not in order. This is a messed up book. Not interesting for my kids or me. A total waste of money. The picture they've included to show that the alphabet is out of order is the text that says, A told B and B told C. Uh Uh-huh. So.
0: so it's out of order. Well, yeah, B C girl probably speaks like Sumerian or something. <laughs> oh. So yeah, it's out of order. Oh, okay, for, okay. B C girl
1: only speaks uses the Cyrillic alphabet it's and so uses like
0: hieroglyphics. Can't or something. Even, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah.
1: okay. That makes way more sense. All right. Are you ready to talk about dialect changes? Yes. Okay. So your mother's sister. Uh huh. What is she?
0: A New Jerseyan?
1: Okay. Who is she to you?
0: Uh, I think still a New Jerseyan. Okay, fine. Technically.
1: She is your... Aunt. Aunt. Uh Uh-huh. Your aunt. Yeah. Simone B. One star. (laughs) Don't subject your child to this drivel. The poor child has to endure this mindless garbled mess of a book. And the parents who actually find this book to be a good buy, how? I'm in awe of the top reviews. The illustration is terrible. There is no flow, rhyme, or reason. No matter my inflection, I cannot make aunt rhyme with pants. (laughs) Or a connection between an alphabet race and the refrain chicka chicka boom boom. Somehow the authors did, and some exhausted parents fell for it. That's the only explanation for the high ratings. Weary minds, bleary eyes. Oh, man. And I'm going to give you a very, very easy way uh-huh. to rhyme aunt and pant.
0: Uh-huh. Let's hear it.
1: Be from Tennessee.
0: Be from, okay. Be from Tennessee. <laughs> it's like,
1: that, it, this is actually my life hack. Uh-huh. Because do you know who my mother's sister is? She my aunt. Your aunt? She my aunt. Okay. She, my aunt and dad over there. That's a pair of pants.
0: I, I do prefer pants though.
1: <laughs> I will go and I will put my pants on.
0: I only I only rock on with my pants my pants on. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Np. One star. Word salad. Attempts to rhyme words which don't rhyme. Ants and pants. Uh So sorry, aunts and
0: pomps.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Inconsistent usage of made up words to fill pages. There are more creative and equally entertaining options for children. That aunts and pomps just really stuck in my craw.
0: It really stuck in my fucking craw. You're you're trying to defend PB life hacks. I'm going to defend this. Ants is a terrible way to say aunt. Also, are we talking about multiple, multiple aunties?
1: Yeah, it's, it's there. It's. Okay. The book rhymes A-U-N-T-S okay, with P-A-N-T-S.
0: Yeah, okay, fine. Nothing Nothing down that road. That's fine. But I'm just saying, it's it's on.
1: Um, and what I'm saying is uh-huh. that the English language is made up and it doesn't matter. Okay. And dialectical changes are not only valid, but totally appropriate for a language.
0: Okay. Can we compromise it three stars?
1: No, I will forever and ever give Chicka Chicka Boom Boom five
0: stars. Okay.
1: I love Chicka Chicka Boom Boom.
0: If compromise is off the table, agree to disagree, I guess.
1: I guess. Okay. We did already agree to disagree because you, I wanted to, before I primed you, I did want to see how you pronounced aunt normally. I
0: do, I do say aunt. Yeah. You
1: do say aunt. I say aunt sometimes, but it's, that's because my dialectical English is totally fucked up because I grew up in 45 different places. Yeah. So it's contextual for me, but it's totally valid to say aunt and nobody can tell you that you're wrong <laughs> because the English language is made up. Anyway.
0: You are wrong though.
1: Okay. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. One star from You Can Do Better. (laughs) Evil incarnate. Uh Uh-oh. The satanic messages hidden within this book are deadly and evil. Halfway through, there is a literal orgy of letters writhing upon each other as they seek damnation. The chanting cadence lets the devil in, as does all music and dance. Oh. Save your child and their immortal soul. Burn this book.
0: Wow. And I just coming wanna, on strong.
1: Coming on strong. And warm I warm me
0: up, butter me up a little bit.
1: I want to just ask you what it takes, or what it would take for you to open a children's book uh-huh. and see a a picture of a bunch of b- colorful block letters, lowercase block letters, because they're supposed to be children, on top of a coconut. An, an illustrated coconut tree. Everything is in bright block colors because it's for children. Uh-huh. Around the letters, they have little wiggle lines because they're hanging out. What, um, what, what would possess you as a person to look at that picture and think they fucking?
0: I, uh, but, but with me, it doesn't take much. <laughs> I see fucking in most things. In, mo-
1: in, in a, you would see fucking in a phonics book for kids. Maybe you'd be like, mm.
0: if I was if I was looking for it,
1: that letter A and that letter L are in an orgy. I'm
0: I'm frequently looking for fucking in all the wrong places.
1: That's very unfortunate to meet your spouse. It's <laughs> 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 a sad thing to hear on our podcast. I'm gonna move on now.
0: I thought I originally thought you were gonna ask what does it take to to send your immortal soul to hell, and I was thinking not a lot.
1: No. It's not, pretty easy. Not a whole bunch. No, I just... Yeah, I'm in like, violation
0: of at least a few of those.
1: What, is it, what does it take for you to open this book and be like, mm, that's an orgy? Yeah. It doesn't look like an orgy. No. It's a pile of letters.
0: Okay. I, I mean, an orgy is a pile of, of bodies. Man,
1: this so if the, are the letters
0: review. sentient? Yes, okay.
1: yes, they are sentient. Okay, well then. They're anthropomorphized. The books talk. A told B. B told C. It's like when words come out of my mouth, they go directly over your head.
0: And you're <laughs> not even trying to catch them.
1: <laughs> Emily has a one star review. It's my last one. And then I'm going to leave the room and you can tell your reviews to the fucking wall.
0: Okay. I'm just saying.
1: One star. New mom of a six month old angel here. I'm sorry, but the font really irritated me. Maybe if Mr. Bill Martin Jr. understood character development and cathartic release, this book would be a better influence on my child. Just my onion.
0: A very good just my just my onion. Just my onion. That's the Ray Romano's next show. <laughs> just my onion. But other point. A very good pun. Maybe the best pun I've ever heard. You missed it. You missed it. It's the best pun ever. The, the font is bad. Bill Martin Jr. needs to work on his character development. (laughs) Come on. That is fucking gold standard.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Gold press latinum of puns. Uh, Brilliant pun.
1: Wow. Man, I just love alphabet books that have character development and catharsis.
0: I know. I like alphabet soup that has character development and catharsis. (laughs) In bed.
1: That's called high dad soup. Disney did that already. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) They had both character development and cathartic release.
0: We're going back to the Food Network. I searched the Food Network for PB Sandwiches just to see what kind of stuff they got up to. We got two PB Sandwich recipes. Are you ready? I'm ready. The first one is a recipe by Reed Drummond, the Pioneer Woman. Oh, no. Fancy, Grilled, PB, and J. This is... Well, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll let the reviews say when this recipe came out uh we're not going to go over the instructions we don't need to uh the ingredients are however very important we have bacon we have onion we have peanut butter we have sourdough bread we have apricot or peach jam extremely important one of those two fruits if you go with apple jam you're fucked fucked manchego cheese provolone swiss cheese mayonnaise
1: is there peanut butter in it
0: yes you, you missed peanut butter because I was talking about manchego and provolone and Swiss. And, and onion and bacon.
1: Mayonnaise.
0: And mayonnaise. Well, the mayonnaise is, is to do it grilled cheese style. You coat the bread in it.
1: Okay. You, okay. Do, like,
0: you do like a mayo grill.
1: I don't like cheese and peanut butter.
0: No. Um, and you know what? Some other people didn't either. But Judy did. <laughs> Ju- Judy from Kamloops, BC. Five stars. This is beyond delicious. Give it a go. Go thin on the peanut butter and jam, as she said. I used my homemade apricot pineapple jam and just grated Italian blend shredded cheese mix from a bag. So not grated, more like you don't, you don't grate it from a bag. You you drizzle. You, yeah. You, you, you dust. Sprinkle. You do it. You do a sprinkle. The mayonnaise on the outside gives it the best coating. I am really enjoying the shows that your kids are helping you film. You seem more relaxed and at home. You you look like you are having fun with them. You may want to continue to do this time to time. I like the simplicity of the meals from this quarantine period.
1: Little positivity?
0: (laughs) So that's what Reed Drummond's getting up to in quarantine. Reed Drummond's making peanut butter, jelly, cheese, onion, bacon sandwiches.
1: While I think that's vile... (laughs) And I'm having a hard time not picturing what it would be like to put in my mouth, uh-huh. which is making it a little hard for me to salivate appropriately.
0: Uh-oh. Ugh. For a podcast?
1: For a podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm You're really,
0: in, I'm really, really into little, it. Yeah,
1: because it's just, it's You're finally drooling. There. No, You're You're
0: thinking about it and you want it.
1: Nope, that's not what's happening. That's not the well, reason. I mean, that's
0: why the mouth produces, the, the mouth is producing saliva because it's ready to consume.
1: I think my mouth is producing saliva because that's my response to the idea to of, of something sticking to every part oh, of my okay. mouth.
0: Th- it's a defense mechanism. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. And I just can... I We're at the point where I can feel the peanut butter sticking to all the parts of my mouth and getting uh-huh. in all my like hard palate creases. Your, your nooks and, and crannies
0: just like a good Thomas yeah. English muffin? Okay.
1: I'm going uh, right. to need some time. I'm going to have okay. to take a shower after well, this. Well,
0: that was our requisite one minute on the things your mouth are doing. So... Check mark, got that one off the books. Last one for this one, five stars by anonymous. There were a number of good ones for this one. But I want to get to the next one. I am shocked how good this sandwich was, and my husband really liked it. The only thing I did differently was I used chicken bacon and a multigrain loaf, trying to eat healthy during the quarantine. And for now on, I will use mayo instead of butter. Thanks.
1: This sandwich has three kinds of cheese on it. <laughs> Doesn't seem very healthy.
0: <laughs> but if you swap out the bacon for chicken bacon, which I didn't know is a thing, and if you use multi-grain loaf, you're good to go. You got your vitamins, you got your minerals, you got your chicken.
1: They make bacon out of chicken now?
0: I make bacon out of fucking everything.
1: Well, probably. Is it, is it like turkey bacon? It's
0: probably worse. Hmm. We have a recipe. This one's by Paula. Can we do a Paula? Do you think that's okay? I think we can do a Paula. You think we can do a Paula? This is Paula's fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. Sounds like Paula. It's uh I mean it's a it's a PB banana sandwich with honey and ground cinnamon and you fry it. That's yep. it. Okay. And then when you're done you like top it with more sugar and cinnamon. Yep. And that's it. That is it. It's nothing. Mm. Nothing. Okay. It has 116 reviews.
1: Okay.
0: 5 stars from Justin. It was very good. And who has the time to sit around and think was stuff like this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody.
0: Nobody. nobody, ain't
1: nobody. Nobody, nobody.
0: Who buddy? Ain't Somebody? Ain't nobody. Paula did. Paula did. Paula had time. Paula sat down with a notebook and a pen and was like, "Okay, PB and banana sandwich. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna set aside the next hour. I'm gonna be alone in this room. I'm not gonna talk to anybody. PB and banana sandwich. What is going on in there? <laughs> Five stars from Stephanie. I had never tasted a peanut butter and banana sandwich before this." And I am glad that I chose this to be my first because it was delicious. And we all remember our first, right?
1: Um, no.
0: Oh, you don't. But everybody, but you remember your first of a lot of, I mean, your first is a big one. It's important. You got to get it right, you know? I guess. Under the stars. (laughs) Listening to, I don't know, Credence. Is that what people listen to for their first? I think so. They listen to Credence Clearwater? I I think
1: it's always CCR under the stars.
0: um... Or maybe cut it short and just do Creed.
1: I don't think anybody oh, listens man. to Creed.
0: For their first one? Or no. just ever? Uh, yeah, where, how's Creed doing? I don't think Creed. Do people listen to Creed?
1: Uh, I don't think anybody's listening to Creed. Ever. Uh, ever.
0: Okay. But certainly not for their first.
1: No. Okay. Especially not for that, but maybe also not ever.
0: Fine. Uh, five stars from Lita. I was a little hesitant at first to make this. All the ingredients sounded good, but I was afraid to fry the sandwich.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> all, all I could say is, wow, it was so good and tasty and yummy. I want more. But what I want to linger on is the image of somebody with their PB banana sandwich, a simple and wholesome download of protein and whatever nutrients are in bananas, uh, potassium,
1: <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah.
0: A simple download. Mm-hmm. And you're dangling it over your frying pan with, with like, the butter. Uh... A, d- a dangle. And you just don't know if you're gonna just like jumping off that big fucking cliff into the into the pool, you know? But like, it, like are you gonna do it? Because everybody says it's safe, but also like last year, someone got hurt really bad,
1: really bad. So like,
0: are you gonna do it?
1: What I have to imagine if I were to dangle a peanut butter sandwich over a vat of oil, I know for an absolute fact I would lose one of those bananas. Yeah, just plop right out of there, sploosh in uh-huh. the oil, oil splashes, and then that's the rest of my day. Oh, yeah? Is
0: that the rest of your day?
1: Now there's oil splatters all over my kitchen, and I've got burns. And that's,
0: okay, well, the burns are a problem, but you, it takes you a whole day. I mean, yeah. Okay. To Interesting. F-
1: fry a sandwich, does it not take you a whole day? No. I. It's just, it's the peanut butter spreading. Uh-huh. It really trips me up. I just, I. Oh,
0: yeah. So, so we got to get the PB slices in, on board. I
1: mean, I think it's going to help. Yeah. I genuinely, I think it's going to help me a lot.
0: And then what you do, you just macerate the banana. And then oh. you put that on top and you roll it all out. And then you've just got it all ready to go.
1: All ready to go. You have a whole peanut butter banana special. Yeah. In the freezer.
0: Right. And, and then, then, when
1: then mayo chop.
0: And then when you wake up in the morning, you can't possibly be fucked or bothered. You just fucking throw that on some bread.
1: Exactly. And then you put that in oil.
0: And then you put it in hot oil. Hot oil. You, you give it a dunk and a dip in some hot oil and it takes a big bath and then your kid loves it. Five Stars by Lauren. I made it for breakfast at a sleepover. <laughs> My friends loved it. It was easy and fun to make. We could all personalize them in any way we wanted. How would you personalize... Your PB banana fried.
1: I take the peanut butter off of it.
0: Okay, what else? I uh, How do you pers- that's not okay, but maybe that's personalizing it kind of, but that's a- adjusting to a, a to a taste that nobody else agrees with. How do you in the universe? How do you personalize it? How do you make it yours? How does it speak to your the the things that the things that make you you?
1: I get a little Hershey's chocolate syrup.
0: Somebody and, did that.
1: And on the inside i make a little smiley face, Uh and then I'd put it back down, because that one's just for me.
0: (laughs) Okay, so a chocolate chocolate sauce banana sandwich. Someone in the reviews did do that. Of course they did. did, did Of course they did. They added chocolate sauce, and I had a moment where I was like, that's not that weird, and then I saved it because I realized, oh, no, they mean Hershey's. Yeah, they mean like the fakey, sh- the fakey oh, stuff. They're yeah. not, they're not double boilering a fucking no, some no, good no, chocolate no, no,
1: no, 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 no. That yeah. came out of a squeezy bottle. It
0: came out of a squeeze bottle. Three stars, by Amy. I believe this is the last one. The next picture on my phone is two hot dogs in a bun that was badly split. Gross. It's just it's just how I do. I just don't like it when it's you just say how things I live. to me. I. Chalk a block with hot dog pictures. Three stars. Amy. My twins call sandwiches amateurs. Oh. And they liked this, but said it was too sweat. Oh. I will try leaving off the sugar at the end. <laughs> so I guess that's a magnanimous <sighs> moment. I it was,
1: is a magnanimous moment. I was
0: fixated on the fact that the little anecdote was not relevant in any way. It is not. But you seem to love it. But
1: I checked. And maybe you uh, needed that. I just I saw a video of a kid the other day, uh-huh. and his mom said, "What flies in the sky and has wings that go around and around and around?" And he said it was a helicopter, and I was like, "It is a helicopter!" Oh, <laughs> so I lo- I'm a sucker for that shit though.
0: <laughs> Helic- no, helicopter can't stop the bopter. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I love that. That's the way to do it. I now. love
1: I love amateurs. I love hanitizer. I'm just a sucker for that stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, the episode might be titled Helicopter. We'll see. <laughs> Um so we did a one. That was the last one. Oh yeah. Okay. So we did a one. We yeah did,
1: We did a whole one.
0: We did a whole one. uh hey,
1: happy two year anniversary. A cold, one.
0: a cold one, ready for you to consume. Uh, but you already did it, so that's a shame. Happy two year anniversary.
1: Thank you all for sticking with us. Uh yeah. And thank you to X-Ray FM for having us on the network. If you want to listen to any of their other fantastic shows, you can find them on xraypod.com. I'd like to thank Ollie for making our artwork. Um, I would like to thank Jazar for Green Lights, which is the song you are about to hear. I'd like to thank Guillaume Tucker for Bebop Molecule, which is our little ad break music. And as always, Steve Combs for Drag Chain, which is our fucking bop of an intro.
0: Um, You can reach out to us on Twitter at Critic Everyone. Did we already do this? Mm -mm. You can reach out to us on email at forevercritic at gmail.com. And you can also get at us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Critic Everyone. Facebook?
1: Facebook.com slash Critic Everyone. Follow the Lemon? Follow the limon.
0: Um, hey, y'all are the best, and thanks for hanging out with us and being there. And we really hope to get some more listeners on board soon, but it's gonna take time because we don't know what the future looks like anymore, and none of us do.
1: Nobody. And does.
0: that fucking sucks. And I think we can all just take a moment and say, "Hey, that sucks," but we're gonna keep doing it, and we're gonna get through it. It's gonna be, we're gonna, we're gonna make the best of it, and it's gonna be sick as hell.
1: It's gonna be sick as hell.
0: Just like a Pantera concert, just ripping and roaring. Fuck yeah. I love you. I'm doing the I love you. I'm
1: I'm doing the I love you, too.
0: Horn hands.
1: Fucking rock on, y'all.
0: Rock on. And the whole Wednesday thing, but whatever. Rock on.
1: Rock on.